This is a Suno India production and you're listening to Rare Life. This podcast is made possible by a grant from the Thakur Family Foundation. Thakur Family Foundation has not exercised any editorial control over the contents of this podcast. Hi, I'm Menaka Rao, the guest host of this podcast of Rare Lives. In this episode, we speak about how children with thalassemia, a rare blood disorder, suffer during the lockdown. There are more than a lakh such children in the country. The children depend on regular blood supply for their survival, and this has been hit badly since the lockdown. Nine-year-old Rajeshwari suffers from thalassemia. a blood disorder that causes the blood to have less hemoglobin she lives in a village 30 kilometers from raichur city in north karnataka her father raj shekhar is a farmer she was traveling every 20 days in an overnight bus to bengaluru for blood transfusion at a thalassemia day care center run by sankal foundation day care centers are ideal for thalassemia patients as the entire center is geared to their needs including having familiar paramedic staff to set up blood transfusion and getting free medicines and checkups it is a kind of one stop shop for thalassemia children the system of reliable blood supply went for a toss during the sudden imposed lockdown this march unable to travel to bengaluru rashikar took his daughter to a nearby private hospital he wouldn't have to worry about blood supply before but this time he had to take along with a family friend as a donor This happened 3 times over in a period of a few months but the blood was not adequate for the child he speaks in kannada yen leaf illa white aagutte madam sustu bare makantra madam jaasti kallo ella kallo 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 antaru madam kallo heltala okay madam andre munche thumba chanda maadi odaartiddu magu ha igeno healthy idha madam aa time alli sulpa blood kanna adagaste sulpa uta madangal madam uta madikide vomit bandanga aagutte ottu madam He said that the child's face would become pale and she would complain of leg pain all day. The 9-year-old who is quite active otherwise slept a lot during this time, he said. One time, the child got rashes all over her body because of the reaction of the blood transfusion. The parents were not used to it because in the daycare center they went to earlier, the blood was processed further to avoid such reactions. In the meanwhile, the Bengaluru center was also short of blood. blood donation camps had reduced considerably since the lockdown and it was hard to arrange for blood for these patients the system of having an assured blood supply in the blood bank for these children has been shattered since the lockdown it continues to be very difficult even now the alarm went off as early as end of february starting from end of february itself we realized that blood donation camps were getting cancelled Or, or or people were telling us that we are going to postpone these camps so you know the red flag was there towards the end of february itself this is vinay shetty who founded think foundation in mumbai about two decades ago the non profit works with thalassemia children and day care centers shetty explains that the blood supply is maintained by organizing blood donation camps usually in colleges corporate institutions religious institutions among others a very large percentage of the blood that comes into blood uh, blood centers is mainly through blood donation camps 
people keep thinking about having a list of donors that's not how the, the blood donation scene works actually so we need to go to where the donor is and therefore if you look at what was the situation before the lockdown and before this entire pandemic we were getting almost 30% of the blood through corporate blood donation camps another 15% was coming through college blood donation camps okay so by and large most of the blood that was coming was through camps now the minute this pandemic came up you know and people started getting alert and people were told not to do things you know which were avoidable everybody thinks you know donate donating blood is avoidable because it's not required to be done okay so so all these years we have been fighting and saying blood donation should be voluntary there should be no pressure on the patient and his relatives to donate blood all of that that has gone for a toss after the pandemic actually okay a patient who needs blood should get it through a secure system of blood supply he or she should not be saddled with the responsibility of looking for a donor as is commonly believed when a patient is forced to get a donor the blood donation is called replacement donation the system of voluntary blood donation where the blood is collected via blood donation camps or people walking into blood banks which is prevalent at least in some parts of the country has been dismantled in this pandemic this experience was similar in bengaluru too rajat agarwal who works with sankal foundation in bengaluru said that the blood stocks fell during this time and they had no time to prepare for their patients we saw the blood stocks plummet we saw the voluntary blood donation plummet and practically the whole country switched to a replacement driven approach so while there was stock in the blood banks it was available only to those who could get a replacement donor in general the blood supply as all these activists are at pains to explain are not only for thalassemia children it is also for people who need them for surgeries emergency cases such as accidents for pregnant women delivering babies among others while some emergency operations reduced during the lockdown accidents had reduced others such as deliveries and blood for thalassemia children had to continue these organizers tried to get some donors to donate by either organizing small donation camps in residential colonies for instance during the lockdown the donors also had to be issued travel passes which was arranged by activists such as shetty and agarwal both agarwal and shetty said that they are just about able to collect less than half of the blood supply of what they could usually collect with a huge shortage in blood supply many children associated with these centers were for the first time asked to get donors though children were issued travel passes the biggest barrier for them was lack of public transport parents had to hire private cabs who jacked up their rates significantly parents often had to spend thousands of rupees for a single cab ride for a blood transfusion for instance raj shekhar had to pay rupees 5000 to go from his village to raichur city three times the distance in this case is just 30 km atul gera who works with thalassemia children in jharkhand said that patients in ranchi's day care in the government run sadar hospital had to spend a lot of money to come to ranchi of the 600 children registered in the day care center only 50 or 60 are from ranchi the children come from different districts in jharkhand often traveling up to 250 kilometers 
a few children even come from border districts of Bihar, West Bengal, and Odisha. But the serious concern was that the private caps were very badly overcharging. मतलब जो उनको एक डिस्ट्रिक्ट से दूसरे डिस्ट्रिक्ट आने में अदरवाइज 50 100 200 रुपए लगते थे नाउ दे वर चार्जिंग 5000 9000 10000 सो पीपल हैड स्टॉप्ड मूविंग तो मुझे लगता है कि ये पूरे लॉकडाउन के सिनेरियो में दो चीजें जो सबसे ज्यादा तकलीफ पहुंचाई थैलेसेमिक बच्चों को वो था कि दे वर नॉट एबल टू रीच द डे केयर इन अदर डिस्ट्रिक्ट्स दिस सिचुएशन हैड लेड टू ब्लड हीमोग्लोबिन ऑफ दीस चिल्ड्रन फॉलोइंग टू लेवल्स व्हिच आर हैजर्डस टू देयर हेल्थ The normal hemoglobin levels for children is more than 12 grams per deciliter. This is, however, lower for thalassemia children. In general, uh, we maintain hemoglobin of around 9.5 uh, before transfusion for these patients, which is considered the safe and healthy limit. We saw that plummeting, and that was very big concern. Now, uh, once it started touching eight, we realized, and some of the patients actually. uh when they reached the center eventually they had very low hemoglobin 5 6 that kind of a thing so that was a big alarm sankalp india conducted a study analyzing the mortality and life expectancy of more than 1000 patients suffering from thalassemia in five daycare centers in karnataka this was from 2011 to 2018 before the lockdown one of the findings was that the sharp hemoglobin drops had a correlation with increased mortality among thalassemia children the patients whose hemoglobin dropped lower than 2 g per deciliter had 7.7 times higher risk of dying as compared to the children who experienced a smaller drop of hemoglobin of 1 g per deciliter this study was published this april but as agarwal said the children experienced severe drop in hemoglobin during the lockdown and continue to have lower levels of hemoglobin and we had to make sure that we prioritize resources towards those who are in greater need if we had enough blood we would want to keep everybody at 9.5 and above but uh, thanks to the situation uh, we had to do what is called triage choose the ones who needed more help and direct the resources to them and that was done for a significant amount of time in sankal foundation the children are averaging hemoglobin levels of 8 to 8.5 having an average hemoglobin of uh, 8 to 8.5 that we have now is not at all ideal that's not uh, great for the thalassemia families uh, however it's far better not to have few patients get into serious distress than to Uh, have all of them really been a reasonable uh, and though not ideal situation Ira Sukheja is a 15 year old resident of Mumbai she has thalassemia a few months after the lockdown the center where she received blood regularly shut down suddenly her mother Kavita arranged a new place for her and other children from her center called samarpan which is linked to sankal foundation many children have had to arrange blood near their houses without without the support from organizations such as sankal india or think foundation blood however continues to be short the shortage of blood has caused havoc in ida's life my the requirement is 1000 ml of blood i get 250 or 
400 ml of blood so it's like 25 to 40% of my need depending if the blood is there or not and because the blood is less in our body we also face many problems like shortness of breath i feel weakness i feel and that affects my concentration on studies and other physical activities as well which if my quantity of blood would have been normal i wouldn't have faced that so that is the biggest problem i feel really weak nowadays when the blood is less in my body plus when i climb the stairs i realize this practical because i used to go to school so i had to climb four four floors and go to my class but when i went for my blood transfusion last time i could not climb two floors i i was feeling really weak and shortness of breath and little dizzy i could not climb two floors because the blood i had transfused last time was less and in the body the hp had dropped and then again i got less blood again and again i had to get myself injected also so that is also a problem because the injection is for 8 hours minimum in my vein so it hurts there and if i i take two or three bags of blood then i go after three weeks but now i have to go weekly for one one bag the process of blood transfusion takes a whole day ira used to take her transfusions on her day off but now she has to take her online classes during transfusions so i leave my house at 7 i need to wake up at 6 leave the house at 7 8 ko wahan pahunchte hain i join my class and mera yahan pe iv line break hota hai blood aata hai warm hota hai transfusion chal raha tha main ek hath mein phone leke aur mera class chal raha tha dusre hath mein meri iv line hoti hai ira takes pride in her school work and is bothered by these disruptions so once i was going for my transfusion on a friday because they can call us any day and i had a skit to perform that the online skit i had to do for my history project it was a 20 mark skit to be counted and we were informed thursday night that on friday morning early morning i had to go for my transfusion at 8 o'clock i reached there so that night then my mother had to call up my class teacher she talked with her then we had to send a written a message to her she forwarded it to the coordinators and principal and then my skit had to be postponed and once i had exam also but that was only mcq so i was in my transition center and i gave the test there, then and there many children are from poor families and have to depend on these centers for their medicines the children need a class of drugs called iron chelators Agarwal explains what iron chelators are. So once you give blood, uh, with blood you actually give them a lot of iron, which the body doesn't know how to handle, so it keeps accumulating it in the organs. Now once that happens, you need to give them these specialized medicines called chelators, chelating agents, which remove this iron from the body and make sure that you don't have long-term damage. the vast majority of the patients who come to sankalp centers anyways need support for chelation drugs now these medicines start from uh, uh, going by the market price they start from 40 rupees a day but they can go up to anywhere to 300 400 rupees a day of cost uh, when i say start that's for a very young kid who just needs a tablet or something like that for most of the families anyways require support now uh, 
many of them for this support rely upon not just sankal but also the government government does dispense chelators in some states in some hospitals many children skip these medicines for some time after the lockdown 9 year old rajeshwari for instance skipped her medicines for a month the children also need to be monitored constantly to remain healthy vineshetty said that these children need to do medical investigations from time to time you need to do a liver function test a renal function test an mri a dexa and all these things you know whatever tests were done within the center itself if it's a hospital fine but all the other tests which are done outside we still haven't been able to do that at all because we feel that that can be postponed but can it really be postponed we don't know the children and their parents are now constantly worried about the next transfusion so the big challenge for all thalassemia patients was where am i going to get the blood from in mumbai we are we are not used to telling the the patients to go and organize donors we never ask them to go and organize donors the blood is already there in the blood banks but here was a reverse situation actually there was no blood in the blood banks so each patient was also told each doctor was told every person we met on the road was told please look at the possibility of organizing a blood donation camp within your residential premises or any place where you think it's possible for you to do a blood donation camp exercising all those social distancing measures and all the safety measures okay we don't want anybody to take a risk for donating blood so thalassemic children were always worried ira sukheja's mother kavita said that they try to arrange donors for their blood bank but it's very hard like daily hunt hamare liye kyunki hum log last moment pe to kisi ko approach nahi kar sakte kyunki kya hamara experience aisa raha ki mere ek friend hai wo har bar every 3 months mein ra ke liye donate karte the to jaise hi covid start hua and maine unko approach kiya ki mujhe requirement hai to aap aapke friends ko baat karke donate kar sakte hain to unhone mujhe seedhe seedhe directly mana kar diya ki jab tak covid hai tab tak main nahi karunga ना मेरी फैमिली से कोई करेगा ना मेरे फ्रेंड्स करेंगे तो इस तरह के रिस्पांस भी हमको मिले तो फिर हमने डेली बेसिस पे ट्राई करना शुरू किया कविता सेड दैट दे सर्कुलेट मैसेजेस ऑन सोशल मीडिया एंड समटाइम्स अरेंज फॉर ट्रांसपोर्ट फॉर डोनर्स टू द साइट्स वेयर दे कैन डोनेट इन रांची अतुल गेरा सेड दैट दे हैव टू वर्क मच मोर टू गेट अ स्मॉलर क्वांटिटी ऑफ ब्लड तो इस वक्त अभी जो हम इन बच्चों के लिए सबसे ज्यादा ये जो बच्चे फेस कर रहे हैं That is actually yes blood shortage because बहुत सारे venues बंद हो चुके हैं camps के क्योंकि वो बड़े जो spots हैं वो अब हमारे पास नहीं है तो it is very difficult to mobilize people now because camps छोटे हैं और अब आप जहाँ हम पंद्रह camp में काम कर लिया करते थे वहाँ पे उतना ही energy लगा के हमें तीस दिन तीस camp करना पड़ेगा Many people continue to feel that blood donation can spread infection such as COVID-19. Shetty said that it's important for the government to send across the message that donating blood is safe. So that's why even now we are plodding and plodding and telling people please organize a blood donation camp within your residential premises. You don't have to step out of out of your comfort zone. We will come to where you are and you know we will organize a blood donation camp. If you have a place a covered place within the society premises, we will sanitize the entire place. We we will actually you know register people beforehand. give them time slots so that there is no crowding and people can come one after the other and donate blood and go back to their houses whatever precautions they are existing when uh, they are exercising when they step out of the house to go and buy groceries 
the same precautions have to be exercised. In fact, it's safer to donate blood in a blood donation drive within the residential premises than to a, than to go to a grocery store because the blood bank will exercise all the precautions. Okay. Shetty has been working towards increased blood transfusions in Mumbai and Maharashtra for decades now. He has even been part of some expert committees of the National Blood Transfusion Council. He is simply frustrated with how all the gains they made have been reversed. He spoke of the national blood policy, which pushed for voluntary blood donation. Though there were organizations which were violating the norms, the pandemic has legitimized their practice to some extent. There are a lot of people who are violating the national blood policy. Okay, we say that you know you must not ask for a replacement donation. Replacement donation happens. We say that you must not put pressure on the patients related to organized blood. It happens. Okay, and there are a lot of people who don't believe in going for blood donation camps. They just feel that you know if we go and tell the patients' relatives, they will move heaven and earth and get the donor to come to our hospital and donate. Okay, and those people have got a a big fillip actually, you know, because of this. Because now people are not questioning them for that because they, everybody will say that now there is no blood in the blood bank, so there's no other option but to do this. Okay, so they are the ones who are getting away with this with even more impunity actually. You know? Whereas uh, most other people, even other centers are now trying to do that now, slowly saying you know ki, see if you can get a donor. There's no compulsion, but that is the need of the hour really. That should be there in the blood banks, and people are not coming and walking into any place or organizing camps. So where is the blood going to come from? One of the modalities of COVID nineteen treatment was infusing plasma of a recovered COVID nineteen patient in the hope that the antibodies would help the patient. Though the scientists have found no benefit with this treatment, it continues in Indian hospitals. Needless to say, plasma donation is almost never voluntary, and the patient's relatives have to find donors. The lack of regulation will affect the blood donation, Shetty said. Now, all those gains that we made over the last 15, 20, 30, 40 years of slowly saying that blood donation is a voluntary act, it has to be done by non-remunerated voluntary blood donors, all of that has gone for a toss And in particularly with respect to plasma, I know we were trying to say that plasma also should be voluntary, should be non-remunerated. No guidelines given. Nobody knows what is happening. It's a complete free for all, really. You know? So, and that's going to impact the voluntary blood donation movement on a long term basis. Really. Shetty emphasizes again that voluntary blood donation movement is bigger than thalassemia treatment. I think COVID is here to stay. And we all need to now, you know, try and find out what else is possible for us to do. To ensure that blood is there in the blood banks. It's not just about thalassemia. It's also about all the others who need blood transfusions. Actually. Cancer patients need blood transfusions. Renal failure patients need blood transfusions. Maternity cases need blood transfusions. You know, we, we need to ensure that all that blood is there in the blood banks. There's a desperate need because people will die. There will be more people dying for want of blood than because of COVID-19. This podcast is made possible by a grant from the Thakur Family Foundation. Thakur Family Foundation has not exercised any editorial control over the contents of this podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Rare Lives. 
you can hear one in twenty thousand which is the first season and covers many more interesting stories and discussions into the lives of rare disease patients you can listen to this podcast on www.sunoindia.in or any other podcast app of your choice